0: Training camps are underway across the football universe, BYU, the NFL. We've got it all for you on today's show. We'll talk about some of the storylines going into BYU's training camp. We'll take a look at the number of BYU athletes across the NFL where they are competing and where you might be able to see them this fall if you pay attention to the pro ranks. We'll also talk about the 10th commitment in the 2023 recruiting class for BYU, a tight end from East High School, Matthew Frederick. Who is he? We'll get to know him on today's show. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars, your first listen to the day. Uh, we are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is Your Team Every Day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Our goal here, simply stated, is to make you the smartest BYU fan in the room by giving you all the news and notes that you need to know about when it comes to BYU athletics, in particular, BYU football and basketball. But nonetheless, we cover it all. On this show, by way of introduction, for those of you who may be checking it out for the first time, my name is Jake. I work for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. as the executive producer of DJ and PK. But more importantly, I'm Moonlight here as your host every single day talking all things BYU. And let's dive right in and talk a little BYU training camp. Finally, was able to confirm that BYU's first practice of training camp will be this Thursday. So I'll be out there uh, watching and observing and obviously bringing you all the notes I can muster Thursday afternoon. Afternoon, So it'll be the Friday edition of the podcast as we'll have that recap for you guys of the opening day of BYU Drills. We'll continue to do this as we have availability two or three times a week, it appears. Uh, the way they've kind of structured it, it looks like it'll be a Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, or a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday format, depending on which week it is for BYU in training camp. But man, it is close here, folks. We are just over a month away from BYU kicking things off against USF, and I for one cannot wait. One of the storylines I want to talk about going into training camp, that's where I kind of want to kick off today's show, is the fact I think we're underrating the amount of talent returning to BYU this season. I've done a number of radio shows and other podcasts recently, and the conversation has come up. Well, Jake, tell me about what BYU's got returning this season. Well, simply stated, if you just look at the numbers, BYU's returning 19 of their 22 starters on the offensive and defensive sides of the football. If you want to include the special team side of it, they return what is that I guess 26 uh, of potential starters the other four there so that's 23 of 26 the only three positions on BYU's uh, uh, team that did not return starters are on the offensive side of the football I know that the defense had its issues down the stretch last season it was very evident we all saw it a year ago. I think the linebacker injuries in particular were absolutely crushing to BYU, especially combined with the youth and inexperience along the defensive line, and that contributed to the malaise on BYU's defense down the stretch last season. But you bring back all those guys intact, all of the different uh, leading tacklers, guys like Ben Bywater had 100 tackles season a year ago, Keenan Peely, Peyton Wilgar, both guys who I think are NFL talents, Chaz Ayu, George Udo. I think the BYU defense simply getting people back healthy and hopefully staying healthy throughout this upcoming season will lend itself to an improved defensive product. I cannot be more bullish on BYU's offensive prowess. The crazy thing about this is you lose a guy like James Empey who's a multi-year starter at center. Well, due to injuries in the past two years, Connor Pay has gotten plenty of work at center for BYU and he steps right in and BYU's offensive line, as I've talked about previously on this podcast, I think it might be the best offensive line unit bar none of the 21st century for BYU. So going back to the year 20 thousand uh you I think you're looking at the best offensive line on paper obviously they gotta go out and prove that this year but I think this is one of the best offensive lines BYU's had in quite some time and that's going to lead the way for a guy like Christopher Brooks Jaron Hall uh and by extension Gunnar Romney Pukanikua and the tight end unit uh, both Isaac Rex Dallin Holker and the other guys in that room they're going to benefit from the extra time this offensive line is going to give to all those playmakers I think we are underrating that talent base returning to BYU. Could it lend itself to another stellar season like we saw in 2020 where you make a run towards national relevance? Even though you were 10 wins a year ago, you were still nationally relevant, but we all saw it towards the tail end of the season, just the, the overall, I, I called it a malaise. That very much set in for BYU and the loss to UAB, man, that was that, that stung. And by the way, congratulations to Emmanuel Lelo Waller, a former BYU commit, actually committed to UAB. He's a kid from Alabama, essentially going to his hometown team. So, congratulations to him. I saw some people on Twitter. Great, we lost to UAB twice in one year. Kind of a funny joke. I I I get it's not necessarily all that funny because you don't want to lose bowl games like that. But I think the biggest thing we're discounting is the fact that BYU's overall talent base coming back to this year's squad should lend itself, I think, to a special season. Maybe I'm up in the night thinking this, but I got to think having that many established starters returning to your squad should give you a leg up when it comes, especially to facing teams that may be reloading a little bit early on in the season. In particular, I think of a team like Baylor, who is losing a bunch of talent in their skill positions, both offensively and defensively. You have Oregon in Week Three, who's got a new coach trying to establish a new a new system, they've got a new quarterback in place there, new play callers. There are opportunities, I think, for BYU just because they they they, they know what they're doing. Uh, guys like Jaron Hall, they've been through this, and the good news is for BYU is you have all of this intact. Training camp this year is more about polishing for BYU versus a a program like Baylor's got to kind of insert new guys into the system and get them up to speed Oregon with a new head coach and new everything. It feels like that that is the opportunity for BYU, especially early on this season is to take advantage of some opportunities and pick off potentially wins against a nationally ranked Baylor squad. What I would expect is a nationally ranked Oregon team and Notre Dame. Who knows what Notre Dame's going to look like at mid season when you see them in early October. So the, the, the nice part, I think, going into training camp for BYU is there are very few quote-unquote questions about the lineup. The nice part for, pro, for a program like BYU with their coordinators, Elisa Tuiaki and uh, Ed Lamb as well as Aaron Roderick, is they can essentially take each side of the football, and I'm including special teams in this because there are established guys in Ryan Rico and Jake Oldroyd returning there at special teams. You can go in now and say, okay, you guys know what we're doing. You know the system. We may tweak things here or there or add a new wrinkle to this format formation or this play, that type of stuff, but you're not starting from a base level like you may have been in previous seasons. That may be the case next year because if you have the type of season that a 19 uh, starting a 19 starter returning squad, does that make grammatical sense regardless? With that much veteran talent returning, it could lead it lend itself to an exodus of talent to the NFL next season. That may you may have to kick back to more of a rebuilding or reloading going into Big 12 play. But all you can focus on right now if you're BYU is the upcoming season and I don't know, the more I think about it, maybe we are discounting just the overall experience and just the base of knowledge that BYU has uh, standing right there in front of us as we go into training camp here. So very much looking forward to being out there on Thursday. It'll be helmets early on in camp. They'll put the shoulder pads on later and the full pads at some point during fall camp as well. There's relatively little hitting as compared to previous uh, eras of football, but the good news is, as I just previously talked about, just the overall talent base, the knowledge, the the the, the level that BYU is building from right now, You don't necessarily need to have to go into these games, go into these practices and say, man, we really got to get some work in today. It's more about just polishing, uh, kind of making things as good as they possibly can be and improving upon what you did a year ago, which was a 10 win season. So, I think there's some good things happening for BYU and I, for one, I, I still continue to be bullish on this year's team. And we'll talk more about some different uh, storylines going into training camp as we continue continue out throughout this week until we get to Thursday and obviously be out there for the first day of practices, bringing you the audio, video, uh, my observations, some interviews. We'll have that all for you guys coming up later in the week. All right, coming up here in just a moment, let's look at NFL training camps. Former Cougars in the pros. Where are they playing? Where can you find them in training camp this month? month and obviously leading into the NFL season some of the guys battling for a roster spot other guys established starters like Zach Wilson he is QB1 in New York City with the New York Jets we'll talk about those guys where you can find them coming up here in just a minute first though a word on our friends over at LinkedIn as you gear up for fall you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to for fast faster and for free create a free job post in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond with the world's largest largest professional network of over 810 million people. They feature simple tools like screening questions, which make it easier to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one and delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege right now. Once again, that's LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show and downloading it, watching it, whatever you guys do. Please make sure you leave us a rating and review, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. If you happen to be watching us on YouTube, I'm going to see if I can point the right way. Point Click down here for new podcasts. If you're checking us out for the first time, like the show, enable notifications, comment in the comment section below it. We love your guys' interaction. I need to get some, to some interaction uh, that we had with the question of the day yesterday. We'll have a question of the day coming up here in just a minute for you guys to respond to for tomorrow's show. We'll get to that here momentarily. But let's talk a little bit about former BYU players in the pro ranks. The opportunity uh, is going to be that the there are a number of BYU players out there in the NFL and the crazy thing about this is BYU is getting closer and closer my friends to evening things up with the University of Utah uh, this was a story written by the Deseret News I believe let me give credit Brandon Judd who does an incredible job with this uh, there are 77 players with ties to the state of Utah on NFL rosters now BYU currently has, I believe it is 20, is it 23? Uh, Yeah, 23 players on the roster for BYU. Uh, Utah leads BYU by just five players now in the NFL ranks. What about this with the talent gap with Utah? But the nice part is there's a big opportunity for BYU uh, to show a lot of good things, I feel like, across the NFL this upcoming season. So where are former Cougars playing this season? I think some of them are easy to spout off. Tyler Algier, of course, a fifth-round draft pick of the Atlanta Falcons. I would expect he either comes out of training camp with the Falcons as the starting running back, or he will become the starting running back early on this season. I think he is set up to really emerge with the Falcons this year. There are two former Cougars playing for former BYU uh, coach slash player, Andy Reed in Kansas city. Zane Anderson is a defensive back uh, playing for Andy Reid. It's his second season there with Kansas city. And then Matt Bushman, the former BYU standout tight end spent time with the Las Vegas Raiders last year. He is now with the Kansas city chiefs. Can he learn a, little, a thing or two from Travis Kelsey? Will you hope so. Both of those guys, I would expect to probably battling for roster spots. Zane played on the practice squad a lot last year, got called up a couple of times to the active, roster. I think both of them face up heel uh climbs to make the active roster out of training camp, but you're there to compete. Brady Christensen figures to be a rotator, if not a starter for the Carolina Panthers. uh, Coming out of BYU was a third round draft pick uh, from BYU during the 2020 NFL draft and I think Brady is set up to have a a great second season, a sophomore season there in the NFL. Michael Davis cashed in with a big money contract the former uh, undrafted free agent from BYU, the cornerback with the Los Angeles Chargers. Figures to reprise his role as a starter for the Los Angeles Chargers. Michael Davis continues to be one of the really cool stories I can think of in recent memory for former Cougars in the pros. A guy who was benched midway through his senior season at BYU. Uh, goes and puts together some pretty good numbers during Pro Day. Gets a crack with the NFL. Gets a chance with the Chargers. And now he's got, like a, I think it was a, a five-year deal. He's made a cashed-in big-money deal. So congratulations to him. He looks like he's a lock to make the 54 man roster in the NFL. I think it's still 54, man. I think they expanded it last year to 54. I don't think they retracted it to 53. I could be wrong on that, but regardless. The active roster is a lock for a guy like Michael Davis. James Empey is currently competing along the offensive line in training camp for the Dallas Cowboys. His father once upon a time signed an undrafted free agent deal with those Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of Mike Empey, the former BYU coach, kind of funny to have that come around. James uh, faces a, a better shot, I feel like, the most undrafted free agents of making the Cowboys roster it's just simply due to the fact they didn't have a lot of guys on the roster going into the offseason. They didn't draft a lot of guys in the draft, and James is guy when he is right. He's an NFL lineman, in my opinion. So we'll be rooting for James MP to make it there. Taysom Hill, to do-everything a gadget player for the New Orleans Saints. Picked up a rib injury earlier this week, based on what I read, but he's expected to make the 53-man roster, be that uh, Swiss Army knife for the New Orleans Saints. I think Taysom is going to have another good season this year, just kind of in a multifaceted role. He's no longer going to be the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, but I think he's better suited to that multifaceted role. Harvey Longy is a linebacker with the New England Patriots. Uh, He is going to be competing for a roster spot. Harvey has ground out a great career for himself, spending time with the New York Jets, spending time with the Patriots. Of course, that uh, injury as an undrafted free agent with he and his wife getting rear-ended by a drunk driver. Just an awful story. He's overcome all the odds to carve out a nice career for himself. Um, I think Harvey, uh, he may not make the active roster out of training camp. He may be on the practice squad, but I really like his chances. Dax Milne, of course a wide receiver with the Washington Commanders. He was on the practice squad for a long portion of the season last year. He did make the active roster out of training camp. So the hope is that he can make that for a second straight year, be on the active roster for the Commanders there. We'll see how it shakes out for him. Kainakua uh, teaming up with Zach Wilson with the New York Jets. Kainakua is probably a long shot to make the New York Jets roster as a safety, but uh, similar to Harvey Longie, Kai has just kind of hung around and got uh, different opportunities. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at one point. I uh, wasn't in the Baltimore Ravens for a hot minute for Kai. He has ground out a career similar to Harvey Longie where he's just found opportunities here and there. Uh, he faces longer odds, I feel like, to make the Jets roster, but he has a guy like Zach Wilson there across the way from him. And Zach, if you did not see the pass earlier, Earlier, so it had been today, I recorded this podcast on Monday night for the Tuesday edition of the show. Zach uncorked a 70 yard deep pass to Elijah Moore, just going across his body and just throwing it back across the field. An incredible play. Zach, uh, folks. He looks very much the part right now in training camp. It's early on. Let me be very clear about this. And Zach did have his struggles as a rookie a year ago, but the Jets have a ton of confidence in him, and we'll see. We'll see how he how it pans out for him. Neil Pau is a wide receiver, undrafted free agent with the Buffalo Bills. I think he'll end up being a practice squad guy uh, coming out of training camp, unless he really starts to show some things here uh, over the next month or so. Daniel Sorensen signed a free agent deal with the the, the New Orleans. Saints it was a one-year deal after spending a long long time with the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see if Dirty Dan can do it big in the big easy. I think that he's got an opportunity here. The crazy thing about this is Daniel Sorensen in some ways maybe the odd man out because the Honey Badger himself uh, Tyron Matthew who was his uh, defensive backfield running mate in Kansas City signed with the Saints in the offseason after Sorensen signed with the Saints, and they squeeze Daniel Sorensen out based on some of the things I've been reading. We'll see what happens there. Sione Takitaki reprises his role as a linebacker for the Cleveland Browns. I think Sione is a guy that doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, really had his struggles early on during his time at BYU, but figured things out and has now made a nice career for himself with the Cleveland Browns. A special teams guy, a spot starter, at linebacker, or a rotation piece at the very worst. He figures to have an incredible season this upcoming year, I hope, for his sake, because it's getting close to the time. I think he's in a contract year this year, so if he wants to secure that second contract, which is very important uh, when it comes to NFL uh, longevity, he's got to have a good year this year, it feels like. Kyrus Tonga, another good story last year. Seventh-round draft pick, a guy that a lot of people thought, okay, maybe he makes the practice squad with the Chicago Bears. Well, he went to training camp last year and really stood out and ended up being a starter for a long portion of the season for the Chicago Bears. Now, the Chicago Bears weren't good. But to be a starter in the NFL means something, especially as a rookie. And Kairos is back for a second run with the Chicago Bears. Kyle Van Noy signed with the Los Angeles Chargers earlier this season, so he'll be teaming up with Michael Davis. Uh, Van Noy, obviously the two Super Bowls he won with the New England Patriots. It feels like Kyle might be in the twilight of his NFL career, and that's nothing to sniff at because, like I said, he's got two Super Bowl rings. He's made a bunch of money uh, during his time in the NFL. Hopefully he can make one solid run here with the Los Angeles Chargers for the next maybe. two to three years and see where things stand but kvn man an all-time byu legend another one of the best linebackers in the nfl is fred warner the defensive captain slash signal caller for the san francisco 49ers fred was uh the madden 23 top rated linebacker in madden the new video game and fred is at the peak of his powers right now he got married earlier this offseason so congratulations to him on that I think that Fred and the 49ers, I'm biased because I'm a 49ers fan, are going to have a special season this year. We'll see how Trey Lance does. But the defensive side of the football, led by uh, Fred Warner, I think is going to be light's I think they are absolutely phenomenal there and that's just my fandom speaking as a 49ers honk. Uh, Troy Warner, his brother, is a safety with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Troy spent time on the practice squad a year ago with the Buccaneers. We'll see if he can make the active roster at a training camp this year. He's got an opportunity. He's been hanging around there. There's something apparently that the Buccaneers see in him and hopefully he can make a run with Tom Brady and the crew there. Chris Wilcox is with the Indianapolis Colts. He's actually spent time with the Buccaneers after being drafted in Tampa Bay, but he is now with the Indianapolis Colts. He did was on the active roster after being picked up off the practice squad in Tampa Bay. We'll see if he can remain on the active roster with the Indianapolis Colts this season. I think Chris uh, similar to a guy, like, a guy like Michael Davis is a good story out of BYU. For many, many years, BYU has been unable to develop NFL caliber cornerbacks. Well, we got two in the league right now. Speaking of BYU, it's fun to see with Chris Wilcox as well as um, oh, who was it? <laughs> I'm going through all these names so fast. It's hard hard to keep them straight. Uh, who was I talking about? Jeez, uh, wow um, no, that that's just an absolute. Oh, Michael Davis. Duh. Oof. God, that was a gaff. Uh, by the way, one other thing on the Indianapolis Colts, Samson Nakua is there as an undrafted free agent. Of course, the younger brother of Kai Nakua had a really, really good season a year ago for BYU, hoping that he can go out and show what he's capable of in training camp. Samson's got incredible ability when he is 100% healthy. Hopefully, he gets his opportunity there in Indiana- Indianapolis, similar to Wilcox. I figure he's probably going to end up as a practice squad, in my personal opinion. Then Jamal Williams with the Detroit Lions. He has carved out an incredible career for himself with both the Green Bay Packers and now the Lions. Jamal figures to be in the rotation at running back once again for the Detroit Lions. A guy who's capable of doing it all, catching the ball out of the backfield. He doesn't fumble when he's running the football. He's a hard-nosed runner. That's what I love about Jamal Williams. And then his other, the guy he repl- the guy who replaced him in Provo for a brief period before being injured is Tyson Williams. Had a good run with the Baltimore Ravens. He did sign with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Tyson faces an uphill climb with guys like Jonathan Taylor, uh, leading the way with Indianapolis at running back. If Tyson can become the backup, that'd be a phenomenal thing for him, or he maybe spend some time on the uh, practice squad for the Indianapolis Colts. So, there are a number of guys on the rosters. Oh, and I forgot one, by the way. Earlier this week, or actually late last week, the 49ers announced they had signed Tomasi Lalili, the former BYU defensive lineman, had a standout season in the USFL this past spring. Uh, He had a workout with the 49ers, and they picked him up. I figure he's probably more of a depth piece for training camp and a potential uh, practice squad guy uh, the 27 year old Tomas Ilalile uh, had a really really cool scoop and score during his time at the USFL showing off his athleticism as a defensive lineman And we'll see uh, where it all pans out. So that was a lot of names, a lot of guys getting their opportunity when it comes to the NFL. So my question of the day today is who of these former Cougars in the pros are you most bullish on having a breakout season? Is Zach Wilson going to lead the Jets from the cellar of the AFC East to the top or maybe to the middle? Maybe is that the guy you're expecting to break out? Is Fred Warner going to lead San Francisco to another Super Bowl run? Let me know. Let me know which player or players you are most bullish on in this upcoming season of former Cougars in the pros. If you think a guy like Matt Bushman is going to beat the odds and make the active roster and become the running mate alongside Travis Kelsey with Patrick Mahomes tossing in the football, hey. Call your shot now. I'd love nothing more than for you guys to be right about this, and we'll get you some of those reactions on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. You can weigh in via social media. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Weigh in there. Locked on Cougars is the handle for all three of those platforms. My personal Twitter handle, you can send those to me, is Jacob C. Hatch. It's my full name. You can see it right down below here if you're watching this on YouTube. Or you can email us. Locked on BYU at gmail.com is the email address if you'd like to weigh in that way as well. All right. Coming up here in just a minute, we'll round out today's show with the 10th commitment in the 2023 recruiting class for BYU football. A young man by the name of Matthew Frederick. Who is he? What do you what? Why expect from him as he comes to BYU as, as a projected tight end? We'll talk about that here in moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bilt Bar. If you are not tried a Bilt Bar Puff yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys, my friends. I am a huge fan of Bilt Bars. This is no joke. I think they're absolutely incredible. The best part is is the built puffs they're a little different than the built bars because they're lighter and airier they're a little easier to chew in certain I uh circumstances right now they got their incredible new cookie dough flavor it's available in a built puff it has got uh, cookie dough chunks uh, in it it is light and airy as I said it's a marshmallow it's infused with protein it's just absolutely incredible and the best part is it's healthy for you they're only 160 calories but have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them run to built.com right now to snag a box for yourself and the family or three it'll be the perfect treat or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourselves that's what I do my little recording studio here I just hide my built bar's down here. I got one right there. So give them a shot, my friends. That's what Bilt is all about. They've got collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. Get to Built.com right now to place your order. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15. That is L-O-C-K-E-D 1-5 for 15% off your order. You heard that right. Promo code LOCKED15 at Bilt.com. Uh, get and enjoy the best tasting protein bars. And by the way, support BYU Football via their name, image, and likeness agreement with the BYU Football program by supporting our friends at Built Bar. Before we go on today's show, uh, let's talk a little bit about who Matthew Frederick is. He is a tight end slash defensive end prospect out of East High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, East is obviously they're up there in the shadow of the University of Utah. It's always good when BYU can go in there and get one of the guys out of there. But Matthew Frederick, based on everything I've heard slash read about him, sounds like BYU is his dream school. And the thing I love about this young man is this dude knows how to get it done on as a, as a tight end. That's what he's projecting to play at BYU and. And this was a commitment I felt like was uh, uh, in response to Walker Lyons committing to Stanford. BYU wanted to hold the door open for a guy like Walker Lyons. He's a four star prospect, a guy with all kinds of connections to the BYU football program, but I felt like as soon as he decided he was committing to Stanford and he announced that, BYU immediately turned their attention to Matthew Frederick. So now he and Jackson Bowers appear to be the one-two tandem for BYU at tight end for the foreseeable future. And the good news is, both of them incredibly talented. What he Shows as a tight end is a natural receiving ability. You probably saw that in some of the highlights. With those of you watching this on YouTube, is a guy that he he just he he makes look he makes. Catching the football looks simple. And that is a, is a not necessarily an easy thing for a lot of people to do. And that's what I love about a guy like Matthew Frederick. Uh, the other thing about this, if you go further into his highlights, he is a willing blocker. He plays in a run-heavy offense at East High School. They run the triple option. It's the flex bone option. You saw some of the shotgun formations uh, in those passing sets for him that led to his most of his receptions. It was an extensive route tree. A lot of go routes, uh, a lot of ins, a lot of uh, kind of banana routes to the outside. He doesn't run a lot of routes, but you see the athleticism. It's natural. The best part is you probably can see on that film, it's not necessarily a close-up of him, but he has got a huge frame. He is not anywhere close to the weight he could play at at the college level. I'm not saying he's going to weigh 280 pounds, but he's a dude who I think can pack on another 30 to 40 pounds before all is said and done. I think he's going to be an absolute weapon for the BYU football program. What I love about Matthew Frederick as as well as Jackson Bowers is both of these guys are blocking machines. They love the dirty work as a tight end. That is going to make them a fan favorite because they can catch the ball as well as anybody out there. But at the same time, they're not afraid to put their hand in the dirt and come downhill on a dude and hit him in the blocking game. That's what Matthew Frederick has been required to do for most of his time playing for East High School. I kind of liken this and it's not a perfect comparison because they play different positions uh, to current BYU wide receiver Keanu Hill. Many of you who know his backstory, Keanu Hill played at Uless Trinity High School down there in Texas. Euless Trinity is similar to East and then they run traditionally the flex bone option. They run the option and Keanu Hill was a wide receiver. He was asked to block a lot during most of his high school career. A lot of his opportunities to show what he could do as a wide receiver came during the camp circuit. It's similar to what matthew frederick had to do playing for east there, we just showed you essentially i think that maybe the full extent of his wide receiver slash tight end skills during that short clip we just played here and that so he doesn't get a lot of opportunities to catch the football but it's very evident what he can do and I want to read you as a quote, uh, this coming from Brandon Huffman from 24-7 Sports, Uh, he was at a camp, it was the uh, Salt Lake City, uh, during a camp in Salt Lake City recently, Brandon Huffman said this about Frederick, quote, a case could have been made for two wide receiver MVPs and we thought Salt Lake City East tight end Matthew Frederick was the best tight end at the camp he made catches with DBs draped all over him showed the ability to high point run and get separation and bring in every Everything's thrown to him, unquote. That's what we saw on that uh, clip right there, if you're watching this on YouTube. He's a dude who takes contact, uh, just secures the football, and he's not afraid of the physical part of the game. This is not a finesse wide receiver slash tight end prospect for BYU. I love the fact that he and Jackson Bowers, the recent commit, the four-star prospect out of Mountain View High School down there in Arizona, both of them, they love the physical part of the game. I think Jackson Bowers, I think in a story he said, he he describes himself as being a little bit psycho when he's playing football. I love that I love that as a football fan. So excited to see both of these guys playing for the Cougars, and congratulations to Matthew Frederick on his commitment. I'm going to do a better job here as we get into football season about trying to get some of these uh, prospects, these commits to the BYU football program, on the show. Uh, to interview them, let them uh, kind of sound off on what they like about the BYU football program. So we'll work on that as well. But before we go, I want to get some of your guys' responses to yesterday's question of the day. I talked about the four players I'm most excited to see for BYU going into training. Training camp as part of our preview looking ahead to the upcoming season. And a number of you responded with guys you're looking for. Our good friend Jeff Hanor on uh – YouTube comment. I'm most looking forward to seeing Jaron Hall as the undisputed number one quarterback with a plethora of weapons, i.e. Uh, Christopher Brooks, Pukanakua, Gunnar Romney, etc. Jeff, I don't think you're alone in saying that. You want to see Jaron Hall enjoy a healthy season. Donald Folk uh, commented, I, he wants to see more of Pukanakua. Uh, our good friend Boyd uh, Money commented with Christopher Brooks. I'm looking forward to see how he does. I think he'll have a big season playing with the best offensive line in the nation. His averages, I believe, will go up nicely. Wilson Durbin says, Chris, for Brooks also is one that I'm most excited to watch. I know what to expect from most everyone else. I think Chris Brooks is going to be the deciding factor for BYU in a handful of games this season. And then Roy Wall, uh, we actually got two more here. Roy Wall says, as the players to watch, I have no idea. I'm looking for someone to emerge. The reason to watch over the past two years was Tyler Algier. The field is wide open. That's actually not a bad uh, comment there, Roy. Somebody hopefully will emerge there. And then finally, Guy Gustman. this is from our YouTube comments, on offense, I'm most looking forward to seeing Jaron Hall Hopefully plays in all 13 games defense. I am most looking forward to seeing the important uh, the improvement of Tyler Batty and definitely uh, got cut off there. I apologize. Let me pull that up here again one more time Uh, and definitely bring the beard back. Oh, he's talking about my beard. Well, I'll do that, uh, guy. I'll see what I can do. I <laughs> got a little confused by the comment there. A couple of them coming in on Twitter. Uh, we'll get to real quick. Uh, QBall, our good friend Matt underscore Quinny, saying, for the Locked on Cougars question of the day, I'm most interested to watch Pukanakua break out this season. He was exciting to watch last year, and I think he'll take an exciting step into the limelight this season. Uh, BYU, uh, BYU Boyan at Playoff Bogey he says, the player I'm most looking forward to seeing is Jaron Hall. He has got the goods. Number two is Christopher Brooks. I think he'd have a monster season. And number three, this is one that has not been mentioned yet. I have Dallin Holker. I could see see him having a breakout a year after a year to get in playing shape. And then our final comment, I think this is another one that does, gets, doesn't get as much play as it probably should. This comes from Steven at M4GBit. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, Steven. He says, give me more of this guy and it is highlight package of Air Wake himself. Mason Wake, rumbling, stumbling, bumbling down the football field and Mason Wake, you know what? That's a great selection because what I love about Mason Wake, simply put, he is a football player. He's a guy who just loves, as we just talked about with guys like Matthew Frederick and Jackson Bowers, they love the physical part of the game. Mason loves to take dudes on head-on as a tight end, fullback, H-back, whatever position you put him at. He loves the physical nature of the game, and the best part is he's not afraid to jump over dudes and make them look silly along the way. So there you go. That is going to do it for today's edition of the show. Once again, the question of the day for today, which player or players do you think are your most bullish on their breakout potential in the NFL? this upcoming season. We'll get to those responses on tomorrow's show. We'll also continue to get you ready for BYU football training camp. Still a lot to cover and a lot of news that we'll be covering over the next few weeks and months as football season is here, folks. Get excited. I'm excited. I hope you guys will be along for the ride as well. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for, what are we, August 2nd, 2022. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. See ya.